Eagles Entertainment. Today's podcast is presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your screenplay with supersonic Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Enjoy breakaway speeds, power your whole huddle of devices, and help keep your home team safe with online security. Unbeatable internet from Xfinity, made to do anything so you can do anything. On Tuesday, October 18th, defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon spoke to the media. This camo hunting hat, that was his game plan hat on Tuesday. So, um, Okay. So just to review, thought our guys battled pretty good. Um, some ups and downs of that game. Some things that we need to continue to work on to clean up. I thought that uh, the rush helped affect the quarterback, and that led to some of the interceptions that you guys saw. And some of those interceptions, man, they're, I mean, they're big-time plays by some really good players that we have. And, um, uh, you know, I think that really was the the – stat that led to the win if you want to look at stats within the game but uh and it's our head coach always talking about the takeaway battle that's one of the important ones so um taking a look at everything that we're doing right now because we got a little bit of time uh with a, a bird's eye view and uh hopefully we can get better coming you know out of the bye and um keep it rolling what is your process so that's a good question. We um, we'll start. We we have some projects that the head coach has us do, and then uh, I w- I'd like to talk about with the staff certain things that um, I want studied and want to improve on, and some answers, some some different things, and uh, we kind of collectively get together, and we're on our own, and then we collectively get together and look at everything with uh from top to bottom and and start to make some decisions so it's a good you know you do it you do it weekly um but the difference is obviously now you're not getting ready to play a game so you can kind of take a deep breath and it can be a little more uh not as matter of fact all the time you can have some different conversations about it because time is not an issue so um it's good because a lot of good ideas come up and uh it's a good you know, brainstorm session for some of that stuff with validated with the tape and numbers and stuff like that. So uh, we'll definitely improve coming out of this week. Jonathan, this secondary has nine interceptions, I believe. I know the rush gets credit for that as well. It's cover, rush, rush, cover. But that's right. What are they doing well as a unit? Yeah, you know, it starts with how the, the, you know, DK and Denard prep those guys, you know. It's like, hey, there's some anticipation going on. I think that's what you're seeing, you know. they. And I'm not talking about guessing and jumping routes and stuff like that, but, hey, in these formations, these situations in the game, when we're in these coverages, you can, you know, you can be aggressive on this type of route in this coverage because of this. Or you can't be aggressive on this within this coverage if you get this type of route because of this. So I think understanding the stress and strength of each call and then, as always, guys, like with that, their processor going, some anticipation going on, and then technique, you know, like if you if you look at some of the interceptions that we've had, I mean, I, I literally put like up on the film, it's like this is like if you're going to a clinic and talking about middle field safety play, like this is the clip you show, you know, and then you show the drills behind what they do every day of why those drills show up in the game and how to how to play something. So, you know, and, and obviously we have really talented players. 
Uh-huh. So they're going to make a lot of plays that a lot of guys don't make, you know, or can make because they have a lot of talent. They take the film work and the, the coaching to the practice field and it, it carries over the game field. And, you know, when they get chances to make plays, they make them. And uh, that's it's really helped our team. Uh, he'll continue to play in four-man fronts. You know, I think that's something that, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He, but yeah, that's his that's his comfort level right now. But um, you know, we play enough of the four-man and the five-man that he'll continue to get his touches, and we're going to look at that too. That's a good that's a good question, Zach. Um, but I feel very comfortable with him going in in any spacing that we play, and um, he'll he'll continue to do that. So. Nick uh, used the question about how the new guys are acclimating to kind of shine a light on Slay and what he does behind the scenes and how that's been integral, and you know, especially with guys like Bradbury and Gardner Johnson. I'm curious what you've seen and why his role is important to getting those guys um, up to where they're where they're at. Yeah, you know, that's a that's a good question. That I think that that's not that's a little bit top down. And what I mean by that is that that's that's the head coach. So, and what I mean by that is this: like, if whatever you put an emphasis on and hang your hat on, typically it will show up at some point. And you know, when we got here, you know, you, you've heard I'm sure the head coach talk about the things that are important to him, and he shows examples of why and good and bad of of what is important to him and the players then understand why that's important to him and to a team and they take it to heart so that's one thing where when he's talking about slay with that like slay understands the value of teammates knowing that you care about them not just on the field but day to day and so I think like you know and, and you got to be selfless to do that, which Slay is, because a lot of, you know, not people that we have here, but a lot of people that you've been around, they really don't, you know, ultimately care as much or as much as you would want them to care about their teammate. Well, our guys that we have in this building right now care more about their teammate than they do themselves. So when you have guys like that and then new people come in, those guys are welcomed and they feel comfortable to be who they are, to ask questions, to make mistakes, um, to challenge certain things. Me, you know, why do we play it like that, JG? Well, Slay will tell them immediately why we play it like this. And um, so it's a it's a good culture, but that it can't it, it was when we got here, the head coach had that in place because that was important to him. And now you see it's important to our players. And um, they do a good job with it. So, head coach on down to the players, like it's 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 structured in a way that is um, a positive for us. That you guys sort of had to um, coach that into him the first week he was here. What was your view of that? I think that you know, anytime any building that you go to is different. The dynamics are different from any team to all the thirty-two teams. So. <clears throat> When he came here, there's a f- little bit of a feeling out process of, you know, how are, how do meetings go? How does how do we install things? What does practice look like? You know, is is what's the communication like between player to player, coach to player, coach to coach? You know, and and I think that 
once he went through that feeling out process, I think ultimately he probably let his guard down a little bit and says, you know what? Great. I can be who I am here, you know, as long as this, this, and this happens. And I'll be respective if, if I'm accountable and disciplined and, and I care about my teammates. So, um, and you know, he's a guy that it wasn't very hard because he loves ball. Like that's what the whole premise of this thing is about is like football character. Do guys love ball? They love to play. He does. So even though he might not be the same personal personality that James Bradbury is, James Bradbury loves ball. So does Chauncey. Of course they're going to, you know, get along. So um, that's what I think ultimately it was a good job by Howie to make sure that was vetted. And when he came in here, he said, hey, he, you know, he probably talks a little bit more than some other guys, and he dances a little bit more than some other guys on a practice field. But this guy loves ball. He loves to prepare, and he loves to play. Just bring him in. You know, well, that's cool. He wants to, you know, wear his hair a certain way and dress a certain way and act a certain way. Does he love ball? Yeah, love him. Bring him in. And uh, that's what he did. And, and then ultimately the unit, you know, they, they love guys that love balls. So that's why he's kind of came in and not really breaking stride. What's Chauncey's progress been like over the last six weeks? And I guess how much more does he have to go, you know, kind of filling the role that you envisioned for him? Yeah, a long way to go. And he knows that. I just saw him. I think he's on his way out of town. But uh, he knows he has a long way to go. And uh, I like where he's at. And I'm. Sh- and he's made some plays for us. But he knows there's plays that he's, as Jalen would say, he's leaving money on the table too, as all our guys, as I am. So that's what you're continually trying to improve. It's not, you know, results-oriented. It's process-oriented. So, hey, Chauncey, what do you need to do in the week to clean this up, you know? If you got to communicate to me, hey, I need to see these three plays in practice to make sure I'm, I'm right with my eyes or my leverage or my tackling or whatever that is, we'll get it done for you, you know? So um, he's, he's, when you love ball, you continually want to improve your game, and that's what he does. So um, I, I still think his, like I said, I think last week, as a unit and individual, I still think our best ball is ahead of us. Um, him, another guy, you know, that's a new position he's playing, you know, and that's that's a hard position to play, uh, as is the nickel corner, but it's it's different. It's it's a space. It's a little more of a space game now that he's playing, and just getting acclimated to that, you know, and getting reps and time under task with that. I think he'll continue to do that. This morning, that um, he came to you at the halftime and said, "Hey, you know, we're up twenty to three. Let's let's um, you know play." A little differently. Let's not give it the big play. Um, you know, when you look at the defense and how you guys have handled those large leads and, and the performance in the second half, how much do you feel like it has to do with that? Um, and uh, how much do you feel like it has to do with maybe scheme choices that you've made? Yeah, I think you know when we <clears throat> early in the week when we kind of set up the game plan, offense, defense, special teams. When we meet with the head coach, our keys to victory. Uh, here, here's how we want to play this game. This is what we have in. Here's what I'm thinking. He gives his opinion. We go back and forth, and it's awesome. And then, you know, as the game, I would say probably just not at halftime, he's on the headset, you know, a lot where, hey, JG, you got to be thinking about this. you got to be thinking about this. If this is 
you know, make sure this happens or this happens or whatever the case may be. And that's his, that's his job. And he helps me a lot with that as far as because I might not be thinking a certain thing and he's looking at all the factors in play, how the offense, the special teams, how we're doing, the score, the how many more possessions, the time, you know, the wind. <laughs> so there's a lot of things that he helps me with that I don't have to put, you know, mental energy to because he's handling that. So, um, I value the the conversation that we have all the time within that. And, um, you know, we don't change much. It's just, you know, you might call certain calls a couple more times or, or not. But, uh, you know, that that's a huge piece to us closing games and winning games. What we've been doing is because, it, you know, there's times where I understand the question, but there's times where, you know, the, a 10-play drive that takes seven minutes off the clock when you're up three scores isn't the worst thing in the world, you know. And you can look at around the league and see how teams give up leagues quick. Well, you know, it's so that plays into that. Now, do we want to shut people out all the time? Yeah. And do we want to build on a lead? Yeah. But it's the NFL, you know. Teams are gonna, teams are good. They're gonna get back in games. It's just how you let them get back in games. I think that's important too. Um, and obviously, you never want to let teams back in the game. Um, but that's one of the areas that we got to study and make sure Shane and I had a great talk about it. You know, like, what are you doing? What am I doing? What are you thinking? What am I thinking? You know, to ultimately help the players. So uh, I, I value what the communication before the game goes on, during the game goes on, and the head coach helps me a lot. And we're striving to figure out how to be a little bit better in those, in those situations. Reddick's presence kind of helped, you know, facilitate, you know, what you guys do on defense. Um, you know, just the different formations and stuff that you want to play. Uh, a lot. You know, I mean, that's what we've talked about with him. He's a very versatile player. He's very selfless. He's He understands <clears throat> when we ask him to do certain things, why that is. That's to help his teammates. And, you know, he has a unique skill set where you've seen it show up, you know. I mean, he's good in the run game, the pass game. He can affect the passer. Uh, we, we know that people have to be aware of him, and we use him when we set up certain looks to help other players. And the value of that, like I said, sometimes it shows up on a stat sheet. Sometimes it doesn't. But he's, when you have a player like that, he's helping us win every game. Um, and and get favorable matchups. So, you know, glad he's here, and he, and he's another one like Chauncey, where I think that his best games are in front of him, his best balls in front of him, and he'll tell you that. And uh, that's what I love about him. You know, his football character is through the roof, and uh, this guy practices, he prepares, and he plays. And um, it was it was obviously a great addition for us. Couple guys, more, please. Couple more. You guys have those developmental periods that you have for a lot of those younger guys. Have you seen a couple guys who have made a lot of strides during those periods who you think could be future contributors? Yeah, I mean, I'm always going to say all of them. That's, that's first of all, about those periods, the head coach. Uh, those are very, very competitive periods. And um, <laughs> it's, uh, those actually stress me out more in practice than the, than the other periods because uh, we're calling those back and forth to get against each other. But uh you know, I mean, uh, the guys off the top of my head, I mean, then there's some guys playing because we use that, you know, guys that don't get, it's not just like practice squad guys. There's other guys that are playing in that too. But, you know, I would say our, our rookies, that's a good time for those guys to get reps. You know, I mean, Nicobe, uh Reed, Mario, 
those guys are getting high quality reps and and unscouted looks. So like the things I talk about, you know, with the question about making plays in the back end, well, there there's some prep work that goes into that that they have a little bit of leg on there. They get this; it's like an open book test. Those periods are closed. I mean, you're it's like ripping. You know what I mean? Like I have no idea what's coming, and they got to function and play. So. Um, you know, the value of those, when you look over, you're like, oh, it's only an eight-play period, but now look at what week are we in. And all of a sudden, they got 250 snaps, time on task, within our system. So, I mean, those are huge reps. I mean, that's when you talk about developmental development of players, those periods are critical to that developmental piece. So I think they're all doing a good job, but I would say probably the guys that stick out in my mind are probably some of our first-year guys. Good question. Yeah, the 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 Kyler thing. Who who did that game? Shalareth? Chris, Chris Myers, Myers, Robert Smith, talked to him about Cleveland football. Um, <clears throat> no, it, it, like it, you know, when you, when you get the schedule, you look and if you, I, why I spent some time, a little more time on them in the summer was I've never played against Cliff or Kyler, so you don't want to like for me for my comfort level with like you know that the first for you know the whole week obviously is critical but the first like 48 hours of prep for a team as you're watching the the process that I go through for myself that's very critical and I just felt like I didn't want to be behind the first time I you know started going through that process and never seen Cliff call play and never seen Kyler play you know as far as like how we look at it to to game plan so I spent a little extra time on on that particular those that team because of we played them early so there you know you had whatever however many games before that um so you weren't going to get a ton of tape you know and throughout the season all the ebbs and the flows of a season I really just wanted to kind of study the player and the play caller a little bit more than you know some teams that we've played a bunch or guys that I've went up against or that we've played against so that was a reason for that. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.